What's going on, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts? Chris and Darian here with another show. Episode 50. 50. Of Inspired Chats. Um, start off this video um, on you, if you're on YouTube with a like or subscribe. If you're not subscribed, uh, make sure you share our show um, anywhere you share podcasts. Um, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Facebook. I would really appreciate if y'all shared it in an Instagram story and tagged us in it so we could reshare. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, let's episode 50, man. We didn't did 50 episodes. I should have got some stats as far as the numbers, as far as so we could look back look on back. Like, the last one to see, like, the numbers. So what was our number one episode yeah. in the top 50? Because I know, I think it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that After Dark episode, it kind of broke the female drought that was on the show good because it was a while before we had a woman on the show yeah. so i think my mom is the only woman that i would say but um this is before chrissy boo that was on the after dark episode oh uh, yeah so yeah. if you don't even so we don't even count those the after dark episodes not technically really. because it's not in the main show count no they're so, really part of their own so out of 50 pod um inspired chats podcast episodes, say, we haven't had a woman on the show the i think my mom has been the last woman for like the last 30 episodes or maybe 20 episodes yeah we haven't had a woman on the show in a while and she was on here like and twice. you know that's crazy though because at the beginning we like always had a woman on there yeah on the that's how we, we literally started like where we was pretty consistent with the yeah, like, we almost show. had a woman on, on the episode like every other episode at least yeah and i just told you our de with our uh demographics do you remember what it was with me i don't remember i can't remember it but yeah. um we had a nice female audience I yeah think. yeah but um it started to shift but um, but our numbers is starting to slowly increase as far as um, listeners on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We that's that movement is starting to take off. Um, good, good. We got a solid base as far as YouTube is concerned. Mm. Of course, it can grow. Need we it need, bigger. Um, definitely. And share, even, share, share. Yes, and even Instagram started to peak. It, Instagram peaked a lot as far as views and likes and all of that. Um, but we're starting to tick up as far as uh, okay, getting followers. that traffic, getting that traffic as far as followers, like stories and all that. Like we get, his eyes watching us, but you know, all right, that's, that's the um, business of it. All right, um, background. So let's get into some locker room talk. Locker room that technically was locker room talk, basically. But we got stuff to share. Like what's been going on? Let's give these people locker room talk is where we give you an insight into our personal lives. Um, we both got grandparents in the hospital. Yep. Um, your grandmother and my grandfather both have been admitted into the hospital. Your, my, with my grandpa, yeah, both with COVID. Um, um, both are 80, about 80. Yeah, how old is Pop? 79. Okay, yeah, Peggy is about 82. Yeah, and my granddad, this is the granddad I told you on the last locker room talk where we supposed to be doing a show together, like an interview style. So I don't know when that's coming. Hopefully it can come soon. I talked to him yesterday. Um, he said like, hopefully he could just be in there a couple of days and shake it off. He didn't sound too bad. But, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Been dealing with that all week. Yeah. It's been pretty crazy dealing with and taking care of her. Cause you've been doing a lot. You're like, yeah. It's not just like he <coughs> is a grandchild or a child in a sea full of people. No, you like the. I'm the person. number one. I'm yeah. on the front line. Yeah. Um, 
basically been going over there, uh, helping her walk, bathroom, showers, feeding. I've been getting her food and stuff. I ain't got to like physically feed her, but, uh, you know, making sure she eats, taking her meds, um, all of that. Um, now she's in the hospital. Um, yeah. So now, you know, she's getting all the round the clock care, uh, getting the meds and everything she needs. So just dealing with that now. And with both of them, hopefully they could just focus on being better. And so just send them your thoughts. And, yep. um, yeah, what else is going on? Um, what else is going on? No, you got anything else going on? I'm sure I do, but I don't ever remember in these moments. How about say your mind? Like, I be wanting to get updates. Yeah, mine has mainly just been, um, just the COVID thing. That's all I've been dealing with my grandma last week. Well, I can give an update um, on my health journey. Um, I went, um, I'm still in the gym, still dieting, um, still exercising. I feel like I've lost another 10 pounds. I got an appointment on Tuesday, so in a couple days, or tomorrow, depending on when you're watching this. Um, and I'm hoping for some good news. I got um, a few appointments this month. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, I'll keep y'all updated with that. Uh, once I'm ready to probably share more. I don't know yet. But um, that's that. Um, that's our locker room talk. Let's get into some hot topics, bus. Hot topics. <laughs> I was debating if I was going to do it or not. I was like, I'm not going to do it this episode. Nah, nah, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> well, um... Trey Songz is under investigation again for sexually, oh, for sexual assault <sighs> allegations. Um, the internet is starting to begin the, they, you know, the internet is starting to turn on Trey. Yeah. Have you been saying that? Yeah, yeah. Like whenever somebody shares a story or anything like that, they've been kind of dragging him. Yeah, people, people love you dragging him in the comments and the women are starting to believe the allegations. And yeah. Yeah, I mean... Some allegations are kind of troubling. It's like him being like a playboy mm -hmm. to where he think he can like literally do whatever he wants. Yeah. Like to where he can grab you. He can, um, he can kiss you. He can touch you. He can, in the one, the Las Vegas one, he inserted himself in a woman without her permission. So, like I guess she was dancing at the club and he just, I guess saw her and then just waited for the attack. Like that's troubling. <laughs> like just grabbed her by the pussy. Yeah. And just inserted his like just yeah. like that is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. But um, I mean I feel like that's a celebrity problem. Yeah. I mean yeah general, for the most part. Because like I feel like part. like a man like him with knowing like this is what he do, he's you know, he sings R and B, he sings the sex song, all of that. Like, yeah, that I feel like they just eventually get that complex. Like, I can have any woman that I want. Right. And that's just what it is. Like, what do I look like asking you for anything? Of course you won't be. Well, <clears throat> of course you A won't. lot of people have been um, starting to talk about it more. Um, next, we got Taco Bell is adding chicken wings um, to their menu. Mm -hmm. um, you heard about that? Yeah, I've been seeing that all over. Everybody like, where can I get them Taco Bell wings? And everybody trying to try... I'm cool. I'm definitely cool because uh, it's for a couple of reasons. Number one, it, the chicken wings don't go with anything else on the menu. That's, so that's, that's the most important um, reason. Yeah. I've never said, like, I've never went to Taco Bell and said, 
and got like a burrito or a taco or some potatoes and was like, man, you know what could really, what really go good with this? So the wings. wings. Like that's never. Uh, like who wants spicy taco seasoned wings? I mean, it's just about to be, uh, I, I see it as like a processed thing. I don't even see them having a fryer. No, or, they ain't got no fryers or so. nothing. Like this is some processed wings that they about to shove in like a yeah. like heater. Heat them up real quick and both. Yeah. Like they not deep. They not about to be fried or nothing. You remember that uh, taco? No, the uh, Burger King taco. Yes, didn't we? Try that was that? disgusting. We tried it was that. trash. Yeah, I remember. We that tried was that. garbage. <laughs> it tasted so fake. Yeah, it was horrible. It was, remember the shell it was, was hard horrible. It was the shell was horrible. soft where anything touched it, but like hard, like inedible hard. Yeah, like plastic. Hard. Where nothing touched oh. it, like like they put, a, like they made the taco and put the whole taco in like a microwave. Yeah, yeah, that was disgusting. it was disgusting. Um, Joe Biden took the gloves off in his January sixth speech against Trump. Mm. Um, he called Trump. Um, he pretty much said Trump created a web of lies surrounding the day about um, the insurrection, and called him. He said, uh, not only is he a um, former president, <clears throat> he's a defeated president. Huh. And um, people been, you know. Kind of praising that Joe Biden kind of showing some strength with actually coming at um, Donald Trump and the people who was there at the riot that day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he got to do something. I mean, he got to at least get tough or I don't see it happening mm -hmm. personally. They about to get tore up this year as far as the midterm. Mm -hmm. um, but that's say. that's more or less normal. But I'll um, say, yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll see how he ends his four years. <laughs> you don't think he get another point? No, yeah. I highly doubt that. Um, unless we just have some other loser. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Politics is so depressing. <laughs> I was saying, let's, now, just, like, I was saying, let's <laughs> just have some other loser. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> it was just like that. Eh. Don't nobody like Kamala. Say, huh? But we'll see what happens with that. Um, the weekend dropped his new album, Dawn FM. I sent you the link. You did. I did not, not listen to it. Okay. Not yet. I like clipped a couple. Um. Anything stand out? Like just as far as the sound is concerned? Like did you really listen to some of it? I listened to like three or four drums. Okay. Well, I checked it out. I listened to the whole album. Okay. Um <laughs> yeah, be in the gym. Yeah, and I need to listen to I need to listen to it again. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a listen and give my oh, I honest forgot, opinion. I forgot to write down which song it was. Um Oh, it's one of the first few songs, maybe like the first or second song on it. Um, so pretty much it's it's like him, think of like a radio station. Mm -hmm. So it's him like to where you have the voice command like, now it's time for a smooth jazz. jazz. Yeah. You know, so it's that. Um, I like the feel of the album. The album felt good. Um, the sound was okay. It was a couple um, songs that the sound was like his voice, like his actual voice in the song was off. Like it sounded weird to me. Hmm. It sounded like he was trying to do a voice. Ah. And I didn't really understand what was happening. Okay. I can't remember the tracks, the names, the, um, I've meant to write it down, but um, here we go again featuring Tyler, the creator. Mm -hmm. And um, I heard uh, I heard you, I heard that you're married um, featuring Lil Wayne. You gotta listen to that one. Okay. I really like that one. Okay. Um, so those are your two recommendations off this whole yeah. track? Now, so, so far. Of the whole album? So far. I only listened to the album once. How many songs are on the album? 16. Mm, so, he only gave us two. 
I gave you two because that's the two that I remember and that stood out to me. Okay. I will listen to it again soon and give you all probably more. It was like, I'm a big I like fan. more. Yes. So I that's like, why I kind of, I've, I've been putting it off because I'm like, I don't want to be disappointed. No, because you remember that last album to where as soon as we heard it, we knew this was not it. Ooh, yeah, I did not that, listen to, what was it, Starboy? Yeah. Is to it where, Starboy? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. I forget. No. That's not important. Whatever. This, but yeah, I didn't but, listen to the last album. To where it was like, it, the sound, it was it was too airy, too light yeah. for us. So um, Yeah, I think on the last album, I did actually listen to the last album. Mm-hmm. I remember now because I, I was listening to it in our respite days, but that's the okay. point. But um, yeah, I think I liked it like two or three tracks on the album. And they yeah. like at the end. Yeah, so this one, this one is better. Um, okay. I'm gonna listen to it again. It had a, it was a couple songs on there that I just wasn't messing with, which is crazy because I got to get used to this from the weekends. I'm used to every song being telling my language and speaking my life. But he's not about to, he's not about to have an album like that ever right. again. Um, but um, but check that out. Um, that's the weekend. I definitely will. We'll give um, our opinions probably maybe maybe we'll post a story. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Um, just give our opinions. Bed Bath and Beyond. They're closing 40 locations permanently. Um, they were in the news pretty much. Um, yeah, they shutting some stuff down and it opened up the conversation as, you know, where people saying um, their stuff is overpriced and all that type of stuff. I think it's just that um, the economy, like the, as far as the people's financial um, situations have shifted. No, yeah. A lot of people don't have hundreds of dollars for a comforter. It's just a lot of people just don't have that money. Don't yeah, Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, bed, did I say it right I yeah. thought you said Bath and Body Works. Bed, Bath and Beyond. I might have, because I've been saying it. Wrong. I definitely thought you said Bath no. and Body Works. Bed, Bath and Beyond. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. I was like, huh? And you said a comforter, and I was like, Wait. I thought I said it right, but it's possible, because I've been messing that up all day. Okay, so Bed, Bath and Beyond is yeah. called the for- Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because I was telling Jessica. Yeah, today, that makes sense to me. I was telling Jessica today, I'm like, I said, think about it. Like, I said, yeah, we can go to Bed, Bath and Beyond today, because we are in the middle class. But before we were here, yeah, I who is going? But even then, you know? even with you being in middle class, how many times have you set foot in a Bed Bath and Beyond? Maybe twice. Exactly. Maybe twice. That's what I'm saying. It's just not. Let's be real. There's no need. Let's be honest. There is not really a need for a Bed Bath and Beyond. Not as much as people think. Because say if okay, say if you go in, you get some sheets, you get some comforters, pillows, whatever. You don't need to return. In a couple days. No. Like, you can go to Bed Bath & Beyond like, but that's what once I'm saying. But who, year, let's and, be honest. And that's if you want to spend that money. Man, that but stuff. that's if you want to spend that money. But where do you go for your comforters? Who knows? We have them for years. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the last time you bought a comforter set. Actually, I buy sheets and comforters way more regularly than, than most people. I, think probably I just thought about that. I was like, because you was like a couple years. I'm like, I feel like I might buy a comforter set like me. <laughs> Like maybe yeah. once or twice a year, but uh, but that's just because my fiance she's into matching yeah. and all that bullshit. But, but uh, as far as um like with, with the with the financial situation in America yeah. is concerned, the top five the top five richest people in America have more wealth and combined income than the bottom fifty percent of people in America. Oh wow, that's crazy. I'm saying so wealth inequality and the wage gap has widened so much over the last 10 years that people was out there, they doing worse than what we think, what we know. I'm about to say, yeah. There's a lot of people that, you know, who, like, to where just this conversation, walking into Bed Bath & Beyond to shop for sheets, like, that is crazy to them. But that's what I'm saying, but, like, that's what I was was pointing out. Like, the average person is probably going to, like, 
Walmart or yeah. something like that yeah. to get a comforter set or some sheets or things yeah. of that nature. Like, and I don't blame you. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think I even, I think I might have been in the bed bath and y'all maybe twice in my life. Okay. And it was just, and it wasn't even like with me. It was like going like with my grandma or okay. something like that. But I've never bought anything from a bed bath and beyond. Yeah. Like, if I get comforters or sheets or things of that nature, right now, it's either going to be Walmart, Target, mm -hmm. or possibly Amazon. Yeah, I like I like Target. We've been shopping at Target a lot. Target. Um, Target. Target. Um, next, um, Pope Francis criticized couples who choose to have pets instead of children, um, saying that, quote, the denial of fatherhood and motherhood diminishes us, and it takes away from our humanity. And who is Pope Francis? He is the Pope. Oh. Yeah, okay. The Catholic? Catholicism? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, so he pretty I much... Did. Okay, so he pretty much said, um, yeah... He said he looked at, you know, pretty much told people, like, well, yeah, you need to have babies. Well, tell his old ass to go sit down somewhere. Nobody even care about his opinion. The yeah. Pope? I mean, a lot of people care about his but opinion. But I'm just saying, we got too many people on the earth. I mean, a lot of people were saying that it kind of speaks to this narrative of um, how you hear about, like, a lot of right-wing people say, um, as far as the demographics, as far as the race and population, who has more kids, all this type of stuff, like, in a lot of areas... The, the minorities are having more children than the white. Yeah. So it's like, so they have been telling their people like have more babies, like because usually like in those sectors, like those people, those white people, they wait later to they wait. Yeah, they do. Kids, they have fewer. It kids. is smarter. It is. It is fucking it is. smarter. It is, but that's kind of you know that's what people. I mean, it's just a matter of time. The the smarter decision people, it's going to be less of them. In, yeah. You know, that's just what it is. Because somebody who with a poverty-stricken mindset is going to have six kids with, you know, and the person who's smart, uh, the married couple who get married, they figure it out, they get their business set up, they get they get stuff ready to have a child. And then have and one then child have in like their 40s one, and have or, like one gay kid in their adopt, fucking 40s. Or adopt, like, yeah. if that keeps going on, yeah. then yeah, it's going to be fewer, you know. So yeah. that's... I, he didn't mention that type of stuff, but a lot of people say it was echoing the sounds. Of yeah, but like I don't need, like we need more white babies. Basically, but I mean, because I don't, I don't blame people. I'm one of those people. I don't tell anybody to have. I mean, kids. <clears throat> that's a lot. Like that's a lot to put on somebody. Kids is a lot. Like I, I understand everybody's not meant to be. Everybody's not ready. Like everybody's not meant to be. I mean, but I can also, it's a double-edged argument, too, because I also, at the same time, I can also argue the fact of having kids at a young age is sometimes a good thing. Right. With that, that's our hot topics, bud. Hot topics, <laughs> Um, So let's get into our first topic. So this came to me today. Um, it was just a random question. Um, I was in the car with Jessica, and I asked her, and I'm like, this might be a good topic. Okay. You ready? Yes. Let's try. Mine, too, I feel um, we have, okay, if we had a food time machine, a okay? food time, time machine, machine, to where you could only travel back to indulge in some of the best meals you've had in the past, okay, where would you go? What do you mean? Where would you like go? in my life? Yeah. Some of the best. Or we could say ever. Some of the best food that somebody has ever made me. Or we could just say, we could just look at food in general. It don't even got to be nothing you ever had, nothing nobody ever made you. What do you want to go back and try? Something that's either not available now or was better back in the day? I want to try a galley boy when Swenson's first came out. Like, that's something for me. Huh. They also used to do a brownie sundae that used to be the shit. 
they it's not the same no more at mm-hmm. all um you know stuff like that like applebee's did a cake they used to do occasion shrimp pasta before they, oh yeah before they turned into a the dollar store restaurant not about to say but uh applebee's <laughs> garbage Oh, we, yeah, we were talking about yeah, that. Applebee's, yeah, Applebee's <laughs> is the dollar store. It's the dollar restaurant. store of restaurants. No. It really is. It's like a steak and shake. Well, it's not that bad. It's a steak and shake. It's not that bad. It's a glorified <laughs> steak and shake. You get it fucking two for 20. Yeah. All right. It's <laughs> a glorified steak and shake. Yeah. Um, Anything you want to travel back and taste for yourself? You know something I do want to try? Only because I see the Rick and Morty, the... The sex sauce? Yeah, the the sauce. I do want to know what that tastes like. What was that sauce? It sounded fire. I'm trying to think. What is something that I would go back in time to eat? And I've been I've been thinking about food a lot lately since I'm doing this. I don't know what that would be. (laughs) Nothing nothing is jumping out to me. Hmm. Okay. Because it's such a random question. I've never been asked anything close to this. I'm just like Like if you have you had a craving for something that you had before? And you know you can't get it. Like something that you had at some point in time. That you know you don't have access to it now. Maybe that'll help the question. Hmm. I know one. One. The McSkillet burrito from McDonald's. Do you remember that breakfast burrito? Yes. That was the best thing McDonald's ever put out. I ain't gonna lie. I'd probably go back in time to eat some early McDonald's. Yeah, I would do just uh, that McSkillet burrito. The McSkillet burrito used to be a breakfast burrito. It had like egg, uh, potatoes, had some onions, a few little peppers, had some sauce, or no, it was steak. It, yeah, mm-hmm. steak was the meat. Like, and it was grilled. It was like it's if you just had that today, you would you would just know it's something from Taco Bell mm-hmm. or some authentic like type place. You would not think this came out of McDonald's. I'm gonna go back to eat yeah. old McDonald's. Old McDonald's, like how old? Like when we were kids, McDonald's was okay. good. <laughs> When the apple pie was full. Yeah, when the apple pie was full, <laughs> when the burgers seemed a little bit better. Mm. That's a good one. Because McDonald's was good back in the day. Yeah. It was actually good. Now, boost. It's, it's another dollar store. Now. Yeah, I'm not eating it good now. Hmm. Who's time machine? Come on, Darren. Because breakfast yeah. used to be fire at McDonald's. Oh, breakfast. Even yeah. now, like, breakfast is not the same as it was at McDonald's. No. Like I, I remember like getting, a, I remember getting like the big breakfast with the old the OG yeah. containers, the yellow ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, McDonald's breakfast then fell off a yeah, lot. It fell off, like especially the big breakfast. I can't eat the egg at all. Man, I'm not even ordering a big breakfast like, at this point. I'm not fucking eating McDonald's. It's, yeah, it's cake. not. Yeah. I remember that, but I remember when as a kid, all I ate was the big break, the big breakfast. Yeah. Get the hot cakes, the sauces, the egg. That was a you get a biscuit. You get a biscuit. Like man, it was fire. <laughs> now, no, I'm not ordering a big, big breakfast. I'm just gonna. I just. I literally just rotate sandwiches now. Yeah. I get a biscuit. I might get a muffin. I might get a, a McGriddle, and um, or I might get a steak uh, bagel. Yeah. I just literally rotate between those four. I might get a muffin or a biscuit, like a sausage biscuit or something. I might do that, but like as far as McDonald's, like I'm not, I'm not running to get a fish sandwich, Big Mac, like none of that. Only, I only eat McDonald's for breakfast. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm not yeah. fucking eating McDonald's. Cause now, even at this point, the Nuggets ain't even fucking good. The Nuggets was oh, hmm. the Nugget quality even in drop. I would possibly stop at no, I wouldn't. But I, I'm gonna say I would possibly, I would possibly stop to get some Nuggets at least. 
I maybe, used to, but, uh, but but it's like an old craving thing. It's not like they. But when's so the last good. time you had their nuggets? Um, it's been a while. Yeah, they ain't good. Mm. Last couple times I went there and I got nuggets, they just was not. I mean, but that's like a lot of the the quality of a lot of stuff in a lot of places have gone down since with this time we're living in, which we need to name it. We need to hurry to name it. Like how you got like the recession, the Great Depression. We need to name this. The pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic. This this is what this is going to be called. The The pandemic. pandemic. The pandemic time. The quality of a lot of Uh, all of our shit is like and nobody's even paying attention. I got Chipotle the other day. You know, I got Chipotle the other day. I took a few bites and threw the whole bowl in the trash. I, I the the quality of everything right now is just dropping because yeah. everything is so fucked up. It's just yeah, nobody mm. care. Nobody. Cares. Like it's just yeah. Mm. Hmm. Moving on. Hold on, food time machine. I want to go back to like Italy and like get like an authentic Italian meal where they like make their own pasta. You know, make their own sauce, stuff in their own meatball, make their own sausage and shit. I want to try that. I don't know mm-hmm. if I gotta go back in time for that. Probably, uh, probably, honestly, you probably just gotta go to but, um, for that one. Or to get a homemade ravioli, like or something. Just to know what that's like. I go to New York. New York, like whoever made the first pizza in hmm. New York. Hmm. You I know, don't... New York. You know, pizza ain't really even Italian. It's not. Not really. What is it? Is it American food? It's like uh, Italian Americanized type. Hmm. Hmm. What is? Don't quote one? me, but I'm pretty sure somebody Italian told me that. That to that piece is not really <clears throat> even Italian. It's like I think it was made during the time period when like Italian people was coming over here mm-hmm. and like living in New York, and then somebody like that made pizza. Oh, okay. So like an Italian person had the resources at their hand and made an Italian dish using American products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, made it like this. and it caught on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like Italian pizza did not originate in Italy. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, we're going to jump into our next topic, um, addictions, part one. Addictions. This is Darian's story. So I was like, who's going first? <laughs> you. Um, we're, with this, um, addictions part one, we're just going to share something in our past or currently that we have been or is addicted to. And, um, we hope that with sharing this information, you get a better insight on us and maybe, you know... It can knock off some stigma of some things, and we or can help you, or it can help you, and we can just have a conversation. Let's, let's just get let's just get personal for yeah, it. Get a little personal. You know, let y'all in a little bit. Share. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. I go first. So, um, in my life, at one point, <clears throat> I would would have considered myself. I'm gonna just label it as a sex addict. Mm. And I know, like, some most people will be like, oh, well, you know, most people just say that. No, I mean, like, legitimately, I took some quizzes. I, I took some tests. Well, like on Cosmo or something? No, not even on Cosmo, but, like, I took, like, a couple <laughs> tests online and things of that nature. Okay. Um, so you were, at one point, a sex addict. Yes. Let's do it like we, we interview stuff. Okay. Just, like, so when it's my turn, yeah. Yeah, you can do the okay. same for me. <clears throat> yes. So how many prostitutes did it take for you to know that you had a problem? Not one. Okay, no <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> never had, uh, never slept with a prostitute. <laughs> but definitely will say that 
You had an unquenchable sexual had appetite? Had an unquenchable sexual appetite, and that definitely led to being in some risky situations. Okay. That definitely We're probably wouldn't have been into unless there was some kind of, like, calling, calling and strong urge. Like, if I was in my right mind, I no, not fucking about to possibly hook up with somebody offline. Right. Some hmm. random. So, hmm. Did it translate into porn? Yes. That's why I said, like, it wasn't just sex for me, because it wasn't like, because, like, most times when people say sex is this, it's like, okay, you, you're you just sleeping with prostitutes and da 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 Mine was more like a mix, where, like, I had this strong urge for sex. It was there all the time. But that more or less then led to porn for me, yeah. to where, like... Because you needed something. Yeah, I needed something. So it was always watching porn, like, yeah, all the time, like, yeah, no, I couldn't think, like, there wasn't really anything that, like, I would say, like, is an inappropriate time to watch porn at one point, like, no, like, I watched porn all the time, I thought about sex all the time in my downtime, you just couldn't shake it, like, just couldn't shake it, like, it was even to the point to where, like, like, yeah, like, I'm watching porn after sex, like, you have sex, you go to sleep or whatever, and then I'm probably about to watch some porn. This, this is the day show. Okay. Yeah, probably watch some porn, you know. And yeah. All that, maybe once or twice, and you know, then finally go to sleep. Like, yeah, like, yeah. That, that was So me. it just always was calling you. Yeah, just always. Like, and like I said, it. I mean, like, I don't feel like in most cases, like, I was even, like, researching, like, before the show, like, looking at definitions and stuff. You know, like, I don't feel like it costed me any relationships, hmm. per se. But I will say, like, it definitely put a strain on my relationship at the time. Sure. Like, most definitely, like, it was a problem. Like, it was a conversation about my porn intake or even... My sex drive how much was, you yeah, it. how often I wanted to have sex. No when more. did you first start to know that you had a problem? Um, were you young or? Yeah, like this was probably like in my early twenties. So this was probably between like I would say like maybe nineteen twenty to like twenty three. Okay, I don't know why I went to the year when you said that. <laughs> like wait, wait a minute. Yeah, but, okay. like yeah, between like nineteen to like twenty three, like there was like a nice. You had little... a very high unquenchable sex drive. Yeah. Okay. Um, to where it was always on your mind. Always. And you don't you don't feel like it ever cost you anything, like jobs, opportunities. Like, was there something that ever happened that you chose to either have sex or watch porn instead of doing that? Instead of doing something else? Not nothing that, that I can think of. Okay. Not nothing that I could think of, because like I said, like, there wasn't really an inappropriate time. So, like, there's been times where, like, I've been out, and I might watch porn. Like, okay. So, like I said, like, because, I mean, at that point in my life, like, it wasn't, it was, it was just, like, the intake of porn. Like, I didn't need to actually be doing anything right. while watching porn. Like, you just was, needed that sexual imagery. Yeah, I just needed the sexual imagery. So, like, just looking, thinking about it, like, that was sometimes, like, enough. Like, just to constantly keep that wheel moving. That sounds a little bit torturous. Oh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was hmm. crazy. 
How strong is that monster still inside of you today? Um, I would say that it's one of those things to where like it's still somewhat there, mm -hmm. but it's more or less like I'm in control of it and at the amount that I do intake in porn or my sexual relationship is healthy now. Um, just because like, you know, like I have a healthy sexual relationship <clears throat> um, now mm -hmm. where it's more regular, we, we communicate and all of that. And then as far as like porn, I feel like I have a handle on it. Mm -hmm. Like it's more or less like now I'm in control of it and it's not in control of me. Okay. Like I would still maybe say my porn amount is might be higher than the average person. Okay. But still it's one of those things for me now that like it's more or less for fun or boredom or It wasn't like a need. Yeah, it's not a need now. Like okay. it, it's like either <clears throat> boredom or for or actually for pleasure and things like that. It's not like Oh my god, like, I just need it. Like I need to be watching porn or I have need you... to have sex. Like I don't have that necessary gotcha. drive no more. That's not there. It ain't got the hooks in me like that no more. Have you ever sought out counseling? Um only at one point in time, and that was during the time when I first figured out and um you remember mm -hmm. when we had the conversation at the time in my relationship, it went over terribly. Yeah. The conversation went over terribly and I just didn't like the way it made me feel trying to have that conversation with my mate at the time um, to where like, first off, it's hard to admit that you have yeah. these type of problems anyway yeah. specifically if you're gonna come to your partner and be like hey i really might think that i'm addicted to sex or porn so then in that situation it was just kind of like met with uh ew like mm. like what what is your problem yeah. like kind of like then it started like being ticked at like i didn't have self-control or like i was some kind of deviant Okay. Um, so and so ever since that experience, no, I haven't ever looked into because at the time I was seriously, genuinely thinking about getting some kind of form of help, like talking to somebody, going to a therapist, like shit. I even looked online, like there's groups for this. Yeah. And so like I was seriously thinking about doing the work and doing all that, but then like. Like I said, but being met mm -hmm. with some sort of disgust just kind of was I like... Mean, even today... Okay, yeah, like now. Even today, if you was to seek out some type of group, maybe not, maybe a counselor or something, yeah. be a little too intense, but if it was like some type of group to let you know, because I, I think there's a lot of people that probably feel like you. You came from a generation to where y'all was like the first generation that was like completely exposed oh, yeah. to like internet porn. Like, to where it was just, it was literally at your fingertips. Yeah. Like, to where you did not have to find a magazine under an uncle's mattress. Well, like, I did. Huh? Like, I was, like, the last generation where we still found okay. the magazines and things like that. I'm but, talking about, like, as a teenager. 
Oh, yeah, as a teenager, no. No. Because, like, I would say, like, for me, like, how my, like, if we just go go through my porn history, mm-hmm. like, well, let's just come with it all together, like, sexual and porn history. Yeah. Like, because it was like, okay, probably at a young age, let's just say eight, nine, whatever. Found, like, some magazines, okay. whatever, boom. Uh, then, like, found some tapes, boom. Found some magazines again, found some tapes. And then it was slowly... Like we were, like I was the generation where I watched porn evolve. Mm. Like I remember, like like I said, I remember having magazines. I remember uh, a VHS tape of porn. I remember the DVD mm. of porn, and then I remember like having dial up and things of that nature, yeah. and being able to see porn online. Yeah. Like yeah, the clips was short and they was grainy and stuff, but like. Yeah, you, we was able to see porn on the internet. <laughs> then, then phones slowly started getting smart enough and big enough that you could start watching porn on your computer. I mean, on your phone. And then at the same time, then we was also, you know, the lime wires and things of that nature where we was downloading porn to the family computer. Oh, God. <laughs> like... It was crazy. And then it was like, then eventually, like, being a teenager, like, boom, 15, 16, I got porn on my fingertips. Yeah. Like, around, like I'd say probably, like, my junior year mm-hmm. was, like, the first good, like, legitimate phone. Yeah. Where, like, okay, like, yeah, I can probably watch, <laughs> like, a video on my phone. So where, yeah, like, cause that, yeah, at that point, like, yeah, I was watching porn, like, on my phone, and then it was being able to watch porn, yeah, like, on my phone, in my room, or then, like, um, you... What do you have to say to anybody who you who could be dealing with what you have dealt with? Um... And we got, um, I guess it's my last question. Okay. Move on. Okay, um, I would just say, don't get discouraged by it. You don't necessarily have to feel disgusted with yourself or get into your head about it. But, I mean, the the most basic issue is just accepting that it is what it is. Okay, you have to accept that this is probably a problem. Accept that. Find somebody to talk to. Um, work on it. Um, take those steps. And I would say something that I necessarily didn't do. Don't get discouraged mm-hmm. to talk about it and get help if you feel like it's something that you can't deal with on your own or personally. Um, if you need to get a group or you know talk to a therapist or whatever that is, I would say definitely take those steps. Um, but yeah, just take control of it mainly. Don't let it control you. Um, and you don't necessarily have to, like, go cold turkey or do any of that. I mean, everybody's methods work different. But, yeah, just try to hang in there. Take control of it. And you'll be all right. All right. I hope I can be as open as you. So, addictions part two. two. Talking about addictions is my turn. Yes. So, yes. Mr. Travis. Yes. What was your addiction? Hi, my name is Christopher Travis, and I am an addict. 
Um, I have been addicted to alcohol. Um, my height was probably... Mm, it was years ago. It was years ago. <laughs> it was years what ago. What was your age, sir? I think I might have been... Um, would you say it started at that age? Yeah, I would say it probably it probably started at like age 23. Um, I think when it got... Because I would drink socially like a lot. Um, but um, I knew I, I, um, once I realized, like, not realized, but once I had a baby on the way, once um, it, it kind of... I, I think like 25 when Christian was born. No, I was 24 when Christian was born. Okay, yeah. But so when I was 23, like, um, he was on the way. And um, I took like this new position at the job where mm -hmm. I was um, gonna be the coordinator, like over like 40 people and all this type of stuff. I told you about that job before. Um, it was a lot of pressure, and it, I was I was in a I was into a lot of things in life that was that alcohol helped me cope with, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So <laughs> I would drink daily, every day I had to drink, mm -hmm. um, every day. Like I would wake up in the morning. And I literally had a bottle of Patron next to my bed. It wasn't always Patron. Sometimes it was Crown, Jack Daniels. I really didn't care. Yeah, but it didn't matter. But, um, <clears throat> and um, when I knew, well, it's, this wasn't when I changed, but I knew one of my rock bottoms is, um, so me and my, she was, you're my girlfriend at the time. Um, we shared a car. So we, um, maybe fiance at the time, I'm trying to remember. But um, we shared a car. So I would be out, you know, drinking. You know, getting towed down, whatever. Come home, go to sleep. She'd take the car to go to work. And um, one time, like, I had forgot something in the car. And um, I think I went, like, to the door to, like, so, you know, like, wait, don't leave. I got to grab. And I saw her um, with a bag, with a grocery store bag. And she was getting, like, all the bottles and all the cans out of the car so she can drive the car and go to work. Uh, and seeing that happen like that <laughs> it was i was like and then i thought to myself i'm like i literally I just, was that your first moment you was like i might have a problem yeah i'm like oh like this is bad like this is bad and that's when i realized you know that like i said that wasn't the moment i changed or nothing but that was the moment that i realized i got a real problem like i, I knew that i could drink more than most people number mm -hmm. one before, before having real effects of being drunk Mm -hmm. Like, I knew it took me longer to get there. And, but when I saw that, it was like, yeah, on a daily basis. Like, she would have to get beer bottles, alcohol bottles, um, like I said, cans, uh, everything. Like, she had to gather it all up so she could drive to work. And I was like, damn, like, I'm really, I'm really a piece of shit. Like, I'd be, <laughs> like, I'd be getting drunk. Be getting told down. And, um, but... Yeah, like you know, it would call me. It would tell like I needed it. It was like when I was when I was sober, I didn't really want to be around. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do life sober. Like it just wasn't worth it to me. It wasn't enjoyable to me. Hmm. So yeah, so um, and you know, of course, with alcohol comes other things, kind of like how you were saying. But um, but I just categorize mine under the umbrella of alcohol because, of course. You know, you can't drink every day and then somebody offer you a pill and you don't take it. You can't drink every day and be caught up in some crazy situations right. and not just avoid, just come out completely clean and you just be drunk every day. Like, no, uh -huh. of course. So I was exposed to some other things and, um, yeah, um, 
I think my real rock bottom, my, yeah, my real rock bottom when I really made my first real change is that um, I had, um, I was drinking um, Hennessy and um, I took a Xanax um, for your wedding. Let me say my yeah. wedding. <laughs> I was at your wedding. And, um, and I had forgot that I took the Xanax. Like I didn't know. So mm -hmm. I took the Xanax because I was nervous because I was, didn't want to, because um, I knew I was going to make the best man's speech and I felt I was all in my head. I felt I was going to mess it up. And I was just, I was just a nervous wreck at the time. And um, so I took, the, I took a full Xanny bar and, um, and then during the wedding, like, you know, I'm making my rounds, doing whatever I got to do, checking on the bartender, checking on like family, doing all this type of stuff. But the whole time I'm drinking because I got my own bottles like behind the bar that I'm drinking from because I'm not drinking the, you know, whatever. I've got my Hennessy that I was drinking at the time. And I'm just drinking it, drinking it, drinking it. And I, and I realize, I start realizing in the middle of the wedding, I start missing chunks of information. Like there was chunks of time that I didn't know how I got there from here. And I started to get scared. You know, so I'm like, mm -hmm. this never happened to me before. And I'm like, I cannot be this drunk to where I'm starting to lose time mm -hmm. in real time. Like, Long story short, um, so um, ended up being some words exchanged. Long story short, he was hot ass mess. Um, he was hot ass mess. Uh, um, ruined the whole fucking wedding. Shut up! Do not, do not do that. Do not do that. I'm playing. It wasn't that bad, but there was a moment. Words was exchanged. Yeah. It turned into something they never had to be. Yeah. And that. And that, and was, so when you categorize so, that as your rock bottom moment, that was your moment me, of change. Yeah, it was. But it's important to note that, <laughs> and, it's, and it's, a, it's not really a distinction that needs to be made, but it wasn't the liquor that did it. It wasn't. But it, I still use that as my moment to change because I didn't know at the time. Because because by the end of the night, um, so pretty much at the end of the night, me and Darian exchanged some words. I was dead ass wrong, but we was arguing we about some things. I got into an argument with um with my with another good friend that was there who was the bartender. Yeah. Um, to where I ended up insulting him, you know, accidentally. I didn't mean it the way that it was said. Yeah. But um, you know, it was I brought up something that was like you know a painful thing for him. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, and, and it was not cool. But I I didn't mean it that way. But that's how it was taken. But um, anyway, so that night ended. The next day, I kind of did start doing some soul searching to where I'm like, okay, like, Chris, like, you finally did it. Like, you went so far that you arguing with friends, you making a spectacle of yourself. Like, you did it. Like, you did it. it. You need to stop drinking. So I got all the liquor and beer, everything out of, um, gathered her up in my house and I got rid of it. Um, and pretty much... Yeah, um, I did that, and I told myself that day, I said, I'm done drinking. Yeah. I will not drink again. So, as the months go by, I got, um, I started getting memory from the wedding that night coming back to me. Little chunks, those little chunks that I was saying that was missing, it started coming back to me, and I had a conversation with you. And yeah, we ended up having that conversation. Yeah, and then it, and through our conversation, conversation we, it, it we remembered out, the pill. We remembered the Xanax, to where... To where first uh, it made me, it gave me a little bit, just a little bit of vindication. Like okay, just a little clarity, a little, basically. a little clarity, yeah. Because it was like I didn't. So, okay, now I know what happened and why I was behaving like that. Yeah. Now I get it. I need to know that. 
But still, I'm still cool with not drinking. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Like, so, um, so yeah, like, um, that was my moment. Um, I've had other moments. Maybe I can share um, with y'all on a different show. We can open up a little bit more. But, yeah, you got any questions? Okay, so, hot for you. Yeah, so that was your moment. Okay. Like, but, okay, so how, okay, so of course you said your addiction was at the point to where, like, you was drinking when you woke up. Like, yeah. was there ever, like, strong cravings, like, where, like, yeah. you needed it? Yeah, I would have, um, it would be, like, something inside of me that, um, like a gas tank or something. Mm -hmm. Where like, I knew if I had, like I had to have a bus. Like I just had to, I could only function that way. Like I needed that. Without that, it was, the world was awkward. It was scary. Was you drinking? Um, like without the alcohol in your system, do you feel like yeah, you were like yeah. completely different, like angry, like, um, uh, like you just couldn't literally function? I wasn't, a, I could literally function, but I felt like I was living a life that wasn't mine. I felt like I, it, I wasn't supposed to be here. Like, I feel like I'm in Chris's life. Like, yeah, this is my like, family. Is these, these are my people? friends. Yeah. But like. Like, I'm not me. Yeah, it was weird. Like, it was like that. Like, I'm not me. It's like I got through, I'm like, in a parallel dimension. And it's like, it's a lot of similarities. But I feel like, I feel like they go find out that I'm not who they think I am. That is thing. so fucking weird. Yeah, it was like that. But, um, but yeah, um, the, the need to drink have woken me up out of my sleep. It mm -hmm. has, um, you know, and I had, I had to have it. I literally had to have it. And then um, it was that moment, like, to where I, like, kind of woke up and I kind of did some soul searching and I decided I want to, I want it to be better. Was there, like, a certain amount that like, I needed Like, you day? had to have, like, a day? I stopped counting, honestly, towards the end. I was kind of like a bottomless pit. Okay, so, like, it just kept going up and up and up yeah. and up and up. So I, like, know, I know it was one moment where I pretty much drunk, like, a whole fifth of Hen Hennessy Black, like, to myself. Um, I was at a at a function with some friends, and um, it, it I got, I drunk all of that, and it didn't hit me till later how drunk I was. And I got in the car, and um, my friend, you, pretty much <laughs> told me that, um, you know, like, you're drunk. Like you, you're not. You can't drive. Yeah. And um, and I realized too. I'm like, yeah. Like this wasn't one of those moments. Like I got it. I can drive. I got. It wasn't that. I recognized what I recognized, <laughs> I recognized what was drunk. happening there. And and that's the thing. I was a very functional alcoholic. Oh yeah. Like I will. I will completely say. <laughs> yeah. That Chris was probably yeah. one of the most functioning drunk people I've ever met. Yeah. Like where always had a sharp I mind. could tell he was yeah. drunk. Yeah. But like if you didn't know him, you would mm -hmm. think he was probably yeah. just like buzzed or slightly yeah. buzzed. Yeah. I mean like you could tell like he was buzzed. And you didn't know how much. Yeah, but you didn't know yeah, but you didn't know like he was drunk. Yeah. And like cause Chris I used to like that was our joke at the time when we would drink at that point was Chris is the designated drunk drunk driver. Yeah. That like yeah, we all fucked up. We <laughs> all horrible. fucked up. The whole group was fucked up. Yeah. But he is the drunk, the drunk driver. Was, he goes. He's the only person I tried, I trusted to drive me drunk. It was a power. <laughs> it was a power. Because he could drink. Oh my goodness. Like nobody else. Yeah. And I remember that. That was like one of our, one of the early memories of our friendship. Yeah. We was like I don't remember where we was at. Was we at? Was we somewhere? or Was we at a house or something? Man. 
when um you was like, oh, don't try to keep up with me like most people. Oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I told you, um, it was a uh, it was at your house. You was having a party, and we had yeah. we had gallons of eight. Yeah, like we had so much liquor and, for this party, and I pretty much let I pretty much put out a disclaimer. And I'm, I'm like, like, and I'm like, look, I know how this sounds. I'm not bragging. This is not a challenge. But do not try to keep up with me. Do not try to say, oh, shot, shots, let's do shot for shots. Oh, come on, Chris, like, come on. Don't do that with me because you will be, you will end up. And I'm hospital. like, and I'm like, this is like, my friend. Like, don't do it. I shouldn't keep up with my friend. Like, this is like one of, this is like my best friend. So. And they did not heed my warning. Hell no. None of them. It was a terrible was experience. Everybody threw up. Terrible. But me. We all got drunk. <laughs> we got so drunk. I got so drunk. Yeah, you was lit. I was so drunk. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, he drink, I'm a drink. He drink, I'm a drink. We just go keep going. And he would not, he wasn't really showing any signs. Like, I could tell he was drunk. I'm like, okay. But he has to have a stopping lead. He has to have a stopping point. At some point. No. I even quit drinking. And he was still drinking. I'm just like, oh my God. Kept drinking. Oh my God. Like, he's just, he's not human. Like, he's not human. And everybody threw up but me. I did not throw up that night. Okay. That okay. night. Okay. I threw up hours later in the middle of the day. Okay. No. No, that was the time the I threw up the morning. next morning. Yeah. Yep, I had to take my wife at the time to work or something. And I got up, came downstairs, and I saw the bottle of liquor sitting on our table. Like, oh. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, Ugh! that was it. But, um, I, yeah, I... I... I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, you, you had an iron liver, like, <laughs> and I got you, out, and I honestly got out just in time before it started having real lasting effects um, of my life. Like if I was to lose a job or get into a car accident, or like oh, yeah. before anything like that happened, or got pulled over for driving, oh, yeah. like before anything like that happened, I got out, and now um, I have full control over it. Um, I don't, I, it's not there no more. Like that, that need to drink or that monster telling me I need to feed it, it's just not there no more. I can drink responsibly now. And yeah, so that's my story. We're running out of time. Um, okay. So last, um, we are in the show. Um, with some inspiration. Free inspiration. Free inspiration. <clears throat> um, and it's short. It's just a little message that I wanted to say. Um, everybody, and it's not really a 2022 message. It's just like, you know, for moving forward, I just want y'all to try this and apply this in your life. Love yourself more. Ooh. That's the message. Mm. Love yourself more. You deserve it. Life is too short. And um, to be down about or to stress yourself into craziness. Stop comparing your life to other people. Um, and I think focus on yourself more. Focus on your happiness. Focus on your health. Focus on your peace. Focus, like, focus. Peace is the most important. Yeah, focus, um, you know, on yourself to love yourself more. Stop beating yourself up. Stop being so hard on yourself. It's, it's okay to criticize yourself to, you know, to want to yourself better. in gear. Yeah, or to, to want to do better, whether it's to excel in the career, meet a goal, or to do whatever like that. But, um, yeah, um, you know, like I always say, it's nothing wrong with having a little sadness um, here and there, but it's important not to stay in that place. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people, you know, that's something that they don't teach us in school, like how to love ourselves. Because I'm at a situation, I'm at a point right now in my life to where I'm finally, like, I feel clean. I'm loving myself. I feel healthy. 
I feel like um, I've done soul searching. I'm making better choices. I don't put myself in environments that are not good for me. Um, and it's just a lot of stuff like that. And it's like, I'm choosing myself for like the first time. Hmm. I want to be happy. You know, um, <laughs> I want to be happy. I want to be free. I want to be me. So I've been learning to love myself. That's good. And I think that's a good thing. So yeah, um, throughout this journey that we call life, just learn to love yourself. You deserve it. Um, with that, that's our show, um, Inspire Chats, episode 50. Don't forget to like and subscribe, YouTube. Um, if you listen to this anywhere else, like, heart, love, share, subscribe, do what you got to do. Yes. All right. Thank Get you. Get those numbers up. Thank you for watching Inspire Chats for our full show on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Click the link in the bio. Thank you.